The world record is for the longest goal scored ever. Just having breakfast like nine o'clock in the morning and who walks in? Of course, Lazar. So he sits next to me and the first thing he says, you remember when I scored against you, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't planning on going to Chelsea. One of my best memories ever was winning the Premier League title. Really? And not playing that many games. You must have done some tiny period of pre-seasons then. Talk to me about Austria, mate. Every day, quarter to seven, phone rings. This is your wake-up call. Like, we'd literally land at the hotel and go, lads, forget about your life for this next week, all right? (laughs) He says, I want you to train, sleep. If you're not fit, you don't have a chance. Edwin van Sauer was in goal for us, and you had an unbelievable game. And everybody was just buzzing off him. What goes through your head when this? I was fuming. (laughs) I was absolutely fuming, honestly. I've got Crouchy in the front post. Right, we need to get her over his side. You ain't I don't oh think I came God. for a corner for like two years. <laughs> There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fozcast. We're talking to a Premier League goalie today. Over 250 Premier League appearances, 63 international caps, and he's a world record holder. A Tom, world you know. record holder. I did know. Do you know what the world record is? By the way, it's Azamir Begovic. Uh, welcome to the Fozcast, mate. Thanks for having me. Appreciate um, it. Thank you for making the journey down. Um, do you know what the world record is, by the way? Surely you know what the world record is. Do I? I don't know exactly. No, I don't. Okay. Um, Tom, have you got it in front of you? You've got the exact world distance. Man. The world record is for the longest goal scored ever. Oh furthest distance away. And it stands at 97.5 yards. No. Good going, that. That's ridiculous, mate. Good going, that. So, um, it was a cold Tuesday, windy night in Stoke, I think. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even a cold Tuesday night. It was a no, Saturday it afternoon. Was a Saturday. It was a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Do you know what? I remember exactly where I was when that was happened, right? I was... Um, I was injured. I was at West Brom and I was in um, the Lillington Snooker Club and we were there with the boys and we were watching Soccer Saturday yeah. and it flashed up like almost instantly and we were like, what on earth is going on here? What went through your mind when that ball bounced over poor Arta Boric's head? To be honest, Fuzzy, I listener, I could make up a whole story about this, but really not much, not much. I was just clearing my lines. Um, but I caught it really good. Really I good. caught it really, really good. <laughs> Clubbed it. Like 100 uh, yards good. <laughs> I don't know if you see the video because Peter Krause was like, oh, ass, slow it down. I'm here. I'm here. So I overhit, like, overhit him by miles. And obviously, freshly water pitch. Boom. Zinged off. The there you go. Job done. Oh, poor Arta Boric. Have you, have you spoken to him much about it? Like, because obviously you went then, like later on in your career, you signed for Bournemouth oh, and Arta Boric is there. How does that go down? It was seriously awkward, seriously awkward for the first week. So we, I report for preseason, first day, we go to Marbella. And during the, during the week, obviously, I know that I scored against Arthur. And I was like, <laughs> how do we speak about this? You know, do we just put it aside? Do we ignore it? What do we do? So I say nothing. You know what the lads are like in the dressing room. And, oh, they're all And around it. lunch, as, as, have you spoken to him about it? Have you brought it up yet? I said, no, no, I haven't. But they say it loud as well. They say it just <sighs> loud enough so Arta might just about hear it. So I'm saying, it. like, come on, Naughty. say it any louder. Exactly. So you're putting me in a really awkward position, lads. Um, but the best part, do you know Jimmy Glass? Yes. Right, so he was our player liaison. And, Is that uh, what he does now? Play li- yeah, I've heard no it. Way. Oh, that's incredible. He's got to figure it out, man. He's yeah, chilling. But anyway, he's around just helping, getting yeah, balls yeah. and everything else. And at that time, there was a program on Sky about his goal for Carlisle. Yeah, that is incredible, by the which way. Which was a massive, it's incredible. massive goal, yeah. right? And this was a 96-minute oh, goal yeah. to keep them Carlisle in the football, in the league. football league. Massive yeah. goal, yeah. massive goal, right? And um, so we're in, it's like a Friday morning, and he's coming out, because he likes to be around the goalkeepers anyway, away from the outfield players. I said, lads, have you seen my documentary? Have you seen my show on Sky when I scored a goal? And then everyone started looking, no, oh, no, Jimmy, oh, no, no, we haven't, no, we haven't. What is it on Sky? It's like... 
Oh yeah, when I scored, and ah, you scored a goal, didn't you? <laughs> oh no, no, no. I said, no, yeah, no. I did, Jimmy. And then I look at Art to listen. We might as well talk about it now. Just a huge apologies, man. I didn't mean it. Um, no, no hard feelings. He's like, listen. Don't worry about a thing. The only thing I would have done differently was I would have celebrated. <laughs> so I said to him, big man, come on. Um, so anyway, we got it out there and we were fine ever since. You didn't actually celebrate though, did it? I, you, I, I remember no, watching no. it and thinking, that's really nice, that. It is really yeah, nice. Because I've had a goal scored against me, Paul yeah. Robinson. And in fairness, you know, he, did, he didn't even really celebrate too much either. And what yeah. would you have done, Ben? No, I would, I would do Cl- exactly Klinsman? the same. I swear on my life, I wouldn't. I swear. You'd, you'd be In buzzing. the crowd, sure. No, but right, it's the circumstances too, right, guys? Like, obviously, if you're scoring a last-minute equaliser, yeah, yeah. you're running around oh, the whole sure. stadium, Without, aren't yeah, you, yeah, right? Yeah. Obviously, 10 seconds in, I'm sure what's yeah, going on. What's yeah. just happened? Is, it, is that legal? You know, what yeah. is, what's going on? So. You did nearly, against yeah. Chelsea, you, hit, you had a header, didn't you? Oh, yeah. And it was, it, it yeah. was quite yeah, close, yeah, wasn't it? Was yeah, that's, oh. that's a, the same thing, though. That would have been yeah. the 94th minute equaliser. Sure. And at that point, I'm sorry, I am. I'm Klinsman diving. Sure. I am. I'm running sure. round the whole you place. Flips and everything, Because you? yours was after yeah. about 13 seconds or yeah, something, exactly, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. So it's a good start to the game, though. Arta Boric, I've heard Aaron Ramsdale talk about him. He loves him, basically. He says he is... One of his biggest attributes as a goalkeeper was his ability to just forget everything. He could make the worst mistake in the yeah. world and he would not care about it. Yeah, super strong mentally. Um, good guy yeah. all around. But yeah, would, I wouldn't say he didn't care. Yeah. You know, he, but he kind of gave up that vibe. He just kind of carried on with it. Is what it is. As, as if nothing happened. Just crack on. And um, I thought, yeah, that was really impressive to be fair. And we had a good group. Yeah, Rambo. Uh, Trav was also there Arta was there yeah, so yeah, four yeah. of us we had a really good group but Arta Rambo. was a good guy could you reckon you could see Rambo the potential in yeah, Rambo even yeah, as potential. a young kid he probably shot up faster than anyone would have thought really let's, yeah. let's be honest you know I think the way he kind of came from a couple of like lower league spells into into the Premier League light was fantastic but definitely big potential because when I first signed at, at Bournemouth there was as always this plan of come in play we've got a young kid we've signed Ramsdale we want to try and nurture him and, and get him to the top level, help with that. And um, it happened very quickly, so fair play to him. Yeah, I remember we played against Bournemouth, uh, I was at West Brom, played against Bournemouth, and he was playing that game. And it was that season where he kind of came out of nowhere, because I think mm. he's on loan the season before, he play- He started the season. Um, and I just thought, fair play, mate. Yeah. Like, you look like came you've got like a bit. Yeah. One, Wimbledon, yeah. yeah, they put him straight in. The club kind of went with the younger players and... Fair play, you made it work. Yeah, um, 100%. Right, let's talk about Everton. Um, tough season for you so far. Um, what, yep. um, what, what's your thoughts on, on how it's gone this year? Yeah, it's obviously been a tough couple of years yeah. since I've been there. Obviously, it's been difficulties on and off the field. So much stuff going around the club. Um, so definitely not where the club needs to be, deserves to be, wants to be, all that kind of stuff, right? The, you know, the fan base, the tradition, the history. We deserve to be in the top 10 and... I probably in my wildest dreams didn't didn't imagine what was going to happen in the two years that I was there. Yeah. So uh, that I've been here, and that's that's just the way it is. That's football. You can't predict it. Um, the best thing about it is we've had a really good goalkeeping group. Yeah, you know. Nice. So that's been a lot of fun. You know, we've really great coach and Alan Kelly, obviously Pickers. Um, yeah, JP leading the way, and then Loners. Andy Lonergan. Loners. It's yeah. good, isn't it? This is. I don't think think people like no. appreciate like the goalie core, the goalie union, yeah. right? It is. It's when you've got good guys in yeah, there it's, every it's the day. Because if you don't have a good group, it's, oh, it's game it's over. Torture, it's, it? torture. it's torture, isn't it? It's absolute torture. Over, yeah. But when you've got a good group of lads, right? Like say three or four, especially a couple older ones. I think yeah. you need to have a couple older ones. Yeah. That's what we had at Rex with me and Mark Howard, like the older boys. And we get grief for being old. Yeah. It's fine. I don't care. But you go in every day, and it's just pure. Ah, oh, it's so nice. Honestly, the outfield players leave them to it. They can do what they want but the goalie union oh mate it's so nice oh it's so good and we, we all kind of know our roles and we feed off each other and of course there's a couple young lads in around that as yeah. well which, which is great but just guys head down good banter every yeah. day is, uh, is that work. the key to it though sorry Asma is that the key to it knowing the roles because we've had uh, people in, in the past I think uh, like Emmy Martinez when I think you did a documentary yeah. with him um, and I think the confusion when people don't quite know who who's going to be number one, that two, might that be where there's. Thing, yeah. Is that is that fair to say? I think, I think it's definitely the, that a better option if you if you know your role. You know, I think of course you can have two number ones, all this kind of stuff, but I don't think that's ever a long term solution. Yeah, that's in my opinion. I think if you go in knowing your situation, of course nothing's ever set in stone. If you earn it, someone else drops off, gets injured, things can change. You know that that's the name of the game. Yeah, but I think if you know your clear roles going in, I think that helps a lot because you can either get your head around it or you don't. And if you do, you buy into it, that's when you have success. And I think it's not only like that in goalkeeping groups. I think it's in teams as well. I think if you know guys who know their roles, do their jobs, 
do them to the maximum of their ability, then I think that's what obviously helps you achieve things. And and our group's been brilliant. Honestly, been brilliant. Obviously, Jordan has had a really fantastic couple of years. No arguments there. Obviously, we've all helped along that line because sometimes you also need to know what your number one needs. Yeah. If it is your number one, right? You need someone maybe pushing them every single day. Uh, I've been in that position before. And obviously, maybe someone who needs a couple, as you said, wiser guys around who can just calm things down, keep it steady. And help him as well. So I think how how has Jordan been this season? Because he's, I, I think he's had a fantastic season, by the way. But how how does he manage to deal with the pressure and expectation of playing with England and then coming back and playing for a struggling Premier League team? Do you know what I mean? I think that uh, in, in years gone by, England goalkeepers have always played for one of the better teams, at least. Anyway, haven't they? Yeah. Well, listen, I don't want to simplify it too much, right? Because it sounds so simple, but it's really just about focusing day to day. Yeah. And honestly, like I do my work every day. Just come in, show up. You know, work, work 100%, no questions asked. And that kind of rubs off. And I think, you know, Andrew Lonergan, he does the same. And then I think it goes on to JP. And then JP does. So we're all doing it. We don't think too far ahead. We don't think it was a terrible result or big game or England this, England that. We just all keep it compartmentalized. We do our thing every day and focus on our work. And I've been so impressed with him, honestly. Really, yeah. You know, I I didn't know when they first called me, like, this is what this is what I want you to do. You know, help push Jordan, push each other, all that kind of stuff. And I honestly think he's seeing him every day. He's a top, top goalie, man. Yeah, world class. I love that. World class. I'd say you know? that I'd say that having you and Andy Lonergan around has probably been the best thing for it. It's the well, and that's when I came, it was like the goalkeeper coach, Alan Kellyken, like top notch. Legend, yeah. Right? Legend of the game. And he said, This is what I want to do, this is what I've been trying to do. Uh, get this group together and it's it's taken time. But finally when you have it, it works wonders. And you yeah. see it like it rub off because Good performances and everything don't just happen by chance. Yeah, for right? sure. So you got to do your work. You got to have the right people around you, and that's why I think you know he's obviously performed really well. I like the sound of this little goalie union. Do you know? I think goalie goalie coaches, the best goalie coaches I've worked with, are ones who see it as their you're their babies, basically. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He is in fully in control of that whole unit. He will know the pathway for the younger players coming through. The like the 18s, 19s. He knows every single goalie. He knows you. He knows your family. He knows the main goalie. He knows what they need and. When you've got that guy, it's like, like I say, it is. It's like having a dad, and right. you can lean on them for absolutely anything. Fozzy, you, you've nailed it. Your goalkeeper coaches you everything. The proper ones, like the good ones in the game, they're your everything. You know, people say you need a psychologist. No, you don't. Yeah. You use your goalkeeper coach. Yeah, it's true, you know, isn't it? Yeah. You work, talk to them about stuff, especially the lads that have played, you know, obviously been there, done it. They, you, you're just telling them little details. Oh, I saw that. I thought of that. They can put themselves in your position. Yeah, they've done, so they've they can, done it already. They've before, done yeah. it, right? Yeah. So they can give you advice. Yeah, I remember that. I did that 20 years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. And they can really help you through those things and just focus on the work. Yeah. You know, David Coles was one of my biggest mentors. Yeah, Coles, he, of course Cole, he was. Yeah, Coles, Portsmouth, yeah. But he put me together. Yeah, you know, what a I, guy. I Is there. he the guy literally who built he, you up? He for, made me, yeah. Taught you everything, made, taught you a technique. Literally, like a Lego figure. You know, like... Took off my arms, legs, everything, put it back together, and boom, off yeah, I went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off I went. And he was he was like that. He said, we never, the wheels never come off. Maybe one wheel is a little bit broken. We just put the, you know, screws back in, and we go again. Like nothing ever. We keep the body strong. We go. The foundation's there. The base is there. And he just talks you through everything. Shows you in a video. Boom, this is what we'll do. Focus on that. That's incredible. Just work, man. Oh, yeah, because they're not talk. just coaches, are they? The goalie best, coaches right, aren't just goalie coaches. Because we we work regularly with Neil Cutler, Dave Watson. Um, we obviously had lots of different people in, and their skill set is is far more than just being a goalie coach, isn't yeah. it? So the mindset, the NLP, they they are very very well trained. And like Neil Cutler, for example, like the the kind of. Oh, self the growth process and, yeah. oh, and what wow. he's learned to then implement and like you said earlier on being in charge of their unit they've got a strategy for for everything from the kids oh, and their pathway everything. up yeah. to absolutely having the right number yeah. two and right number three it's, go on go on you jump in jump it's in, so it's so true like that relationship you talk about jordan what's been the steady influence two years at the same goalkeeper group four years now same goalkeeper coach you do your thing same goalkeeper coach with england stability consistency you work and i know it's not that's straightforward sometimes because managers come and go and people change and sometimes when you look at clubs well when the goalkeepers change three four times you know the goalkeeper what what's going on yeah. they feel unsettled right and i think that can also lead to lead to some negative things so it's difficult and then i think and i know in my position now for the last sort of two or three clubs that i've been to main reason where i go somewhere probably is the goalkeeper coach 
Yeah, 100%. You need to know, like, it's a massive, massive deal. Goalie coaches almost aren't like football people. They're not like, they don't need to be footballers or being a goalie, like you say, like Colsey, for example, take Colsey. He has to take this raw kid, yeah, a raw young Asmir Begovic who's probably gangly and just all over the shop. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely all over the shop. And then try and sort of like, actually box it in a little bit and go no like try and stay within these parameters here do this with your hands do and at that age as well like because I remember like I've got a funny story about Portsmouth when you were younger actually I remember watching you so I was at Man United at the time and we were playing away at Portman Road and um you had an unbelievable game, an unbelievable game. Adrian Van Sauer was in goal for us, and you had an unbelievable game. And all, and I'm like the young one coming through at Man United, hoping to do a bit kind of it. And everybody was just buzzing off him, and he's the same well, age as me. No, no, you're 35 as me. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, yeah, he's a young so, one coming through. So, yeah. But I'm thinking, shut up, would you like? I, I don't need this. <laughs> like they were buzzing. I mean, everybody. The manager was talking about you. All the play. At one point, I remember somebody saying, oh, I think "We need to sign this kid, Liam. We need to sign this kid." What goes through your head when they're? I was fuming. <laughs> I was absolutely fuming, honestly. But I'm, there were like transfer rumors and rumblings. Yeah. All they've yeah. always been. Man United have been interested. I've always seen that, especially when I was my, at my time there. But you were this young raw kid that just like pff, you had something about you. That's what it is, yeah. mate, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean. No, I appreciate the kind words first and foremost, but um, I was in a really good environment. Yeah. You know, coming through as a kid again, it's say it to, it's it's a thing for myself now. I say to younger goalkeepers, everyone say, "Oh, this club." I said, "Who is the goalkeeper coach?" Yeah, boom. Who is God. the goalkeeper coach? What's the plan? What does things look like? And I was there, and that's what gave me the platform. You know, I would love to stay at Pompey longer and work with Colsey. Yeah. Obviously, the club was a mess and I had to sell and all this kind of stuff, but. If you're in that good position, then like you say, perform. And I was what nineteen twenty playing Premier League, whatever it was, yeah, like Man United, Liverpool. Oh. And I'm not even thinking about. It. I'm just doing my thing because my day to day works right. Got the good coach. Boom, everything else takes care yeah. of itself. That's interesting. You mentioned about um, kind of coming in and knowing your role. So when you signed for Chelsea, for example, so you left left Stoke, joined Chelsea. You're signing there with Thibaut Courtois yeah. as number one. So. Tell us a little bit about that. So obviously you go in, do you have you been told, right, you're coming in as number two, and what were you told to to kind of Yeah, I want to know the thought process then. of this one, because this was, one really surprised me at the time. Yeah, so I um I listened to your Joe Hart episode. He said he spoke to Jose Mourinho. I said, I wish I didn't speak to him. Really? He just hooked you in. He hooked me in. Oh, okay. <laughs> hooked me in. I, <laughs> right, okay. I wasn't planning on going to Chelsea. I had a couple other I, I knew I was leaving Stoke again, they had to cash in and you know, it was time for that next step in my career. It just it was. I achieved everything I could there. It's time for Champions League football. You're a bit of a Stokey ledge, by the way. Yeah, I just love it. Just out there, you're a Stokey legend. Because like I said, I've got family in Stoke and they've always loved yeah. you. Bego, they call you, by the way. I know. And it's a northern thing, they right? Love I don't you, know mate, why. Funny, I've just opened up an academy in Stoke. So I love the area. Nice. I really love everything about the club. But it was time to go. Yeah. Time to go and compete for trophies, win trophies. And I had a couple other options. And... Next thing I know, I've got Mourinho, Jose on the phone, and like it was like April, May time, and you know, it's a Petrček's leaving. Again, can't keep the two number ones, but I want two number ones. You know, um, Thibaut is number one. Obviously, we're going to win the title. Yeah, yeah. He's number one, but I want a number two to be the same or equal. You know, very close level. Yeah, yeah. And you'll get games. Will hopefully be in cup competitions and you know, odd Premier League games, whatever happens. And I was hooked. I said. He said, you were, you were the one and only choice. And I was there with the te- technical director, goalkeeper coach. I said, listen, we don't have plan B. You're the one and only choice. This is what it is. He's texting me after. You know, this is when we meet up for preseason. This is where we're going. Where do I sign? And then there you go. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm, I'm at Chelsea. And what, how, how was that yeah. thought process then for you then? Because I'm sure you've had to have a conversation with maybe your wife or whoever it was and say, how is this going to work then? But you, you've been so used to being a number one goalkeeper, yeah. playing week in, week out regularly, to then all of a sudden go and say, right, I know I'm not going to be playing all the time. It's You have to get used to it yeah, a bit, don't and, you? And it was too early for me. Ben. It was too early for me. I, I couldn't get my head around it. Um, the thing that kept me going was obviously you're, you're at Chelsea. Every day, the training's unbelievable. Yeah, but the top know? players, top players. We have top leaders, players. we've got captain, we've got all this, like everything there. We're competing for trophies. You're in Europe, you're Champions League. So that keeps you going, right? That keeps you going. And the fact is, what I learned through that, even though it was early for me and I only spent two years there because I couldn't do it for any longer, yeah. not playing and and sort of knowing you're not playing anyway. Um, but, you know, it was what it taught me was to be a team. Yeah. And it was 20, 20 plus guys, top class internationals. I think when international break, there's like oh, there's one, nobody there. Like JT was like 35, 36, was like yeah. two players left. Maybe an injured player. That's Maybe about an it. injured player. Yeah. So everyone's an international, everyone's doing the best. 
competing at the highest level. And, you know, but what we had, had to do was sacrifice. Yeah. You know, you look at our bench sometimes, it's like freaking Lillian, Fabregas, Terry. You got to hold your hands up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, but we wanted to win. We That taught me, you know, we could have won a couple of trophies, lost in a couple of finals. And again, one of my best memories ever was winning the Premier League title. Really? And not playing that many games. Because being part of that team, being, you know, a bunch of brothers. Yeah, yeah. We had to sacrifice just to you know, park your ego at the yeah. door. Training wasn't easy every day. Lads, of course, frustrated, but we had a common goal. And that's what we came together to do was to win a title. So I, I saw what success meant, what you had to do to achieve success. You had to bring in those players. And you look at Man City now, like those guys are all... All on the team. All superstars, man. Every this, single this one is, of them. This is where I know? think it's the most important part of like being a successful footballer is you have to leave your ego. You do. Mm. You have to park it at the door. To be a to be a good second choice goalkeeper, you have to be a cheerleader, like an unbelievable cheerleader as well. You have to blow smoke up that goalie's ass every single day, even if he knows it's bullshit. Genuinely, yeah. even if it's, he knows it's bullshit, you still have to say, yeah. you're the man you are. You're going to smash it today. You are. You're going to smash it today. When you know you can do a job yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's, it's it's a mad thing to do. It's a mad one. Like I said, it was too early for me. I couldn't I couldn't do it. It was twenty. I thought time. this at the time. Yeah, it was, this is why it, was it surprised too, me so much. It was, because it surprised you, me. You're, a, you're a playing goalie. Yeah, yeah? no. You have like you have goalies. Like you have footballers and goalies especially. You have goalies who will be a number two. They might come into the team because somebody's injured. They might play for a few months or a few weeks or whatever. But eventually they'll find their way back as number two because they're not playing goalies. Yeah? yeah. But you are a playing goalie and you always have been. You are, you're somebody, like I say, you're 35 years old now, right? I genuinely think you could do, like we said this before, and I'm not being, I'm not joking. You could do like a Joe Hart. You could, you could go and play somewhere for another four or five years and absolutely smash it, invigorate yourself again and go, yeah, mate, I'm But it's, isn't here. it about the right, because um, you've seen players come over, this is goalkeepers, outfield players. Look at uh, the one that was I was looking, reading about yesterday was Sebastian Allaire, who yeah, yeah. didn't quite work for him at West Ham, and he's absolutely tearing it up at Dorman now. But it's almost finding the right home, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's it's it, like yeah. managers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like Roy Hodgson, yeah. right? Palace, Palace just seems to be... <laughs> it fits, doesn't it? fits. It fits. Oh, it fits. Is, that is, yeah. must be the same for a goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, I said earlier, fit, you know, what your position is, what your role in the team is and of course your daily work so it fits a huge thing you know people say well this play didn't work out but sometimes you don't know all these things yeah but like, you don't know exactly what you're walking into like i didn't know what i was <laughs> like i didn't know what everything was going to be yeah honestly i thought everything great club i'll just finish 10th maybe an off year well from the outside that's kind but of this is what you're a couple thinking, years ago that's, that's how it thinking. looks doesn't it that's what you think so you don't always know players don't always know as yeah. much as you think like i said in my wildest dreams could i imagine this you know you just don't sometimes you don't know everything so it's difficult but you know, you have, finding that right fit is absolutely massively important. So, so what sort of manager is your perfect fit? Because you played for some good managers, by the some way. Some really varied managers. Some seriously so, varied Sean, managers. Sean Dyche, Eddie Howe. Let's do. I Tony want to do Pulis. a bit of Pulis talk. I've got to do a bit. Before of we do talk. Pulis talk, can I just before we go off Chelsea? Can I just ask you how good is Thibaut Courtois? Oof. Top. Yeah. I mean everything. Got yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got absolutely everything. Um, when you walked through the door, did you kind of go, "Wow," or was was he has he developed even more since he's gone? I to think Madrid? he's developed even more. He's developed okay. even more, even when, I, when we were there, working every day. You know, again, what I, you know, Ben, like you, kind of, you know this as well. No matter if it's Tibo, it's Gigi, Donnarumma, yeah, we worked out Jordan. Now, no matter what, you have to still work every day. As soon as you don't work every day, things happen and things don't go well. And that's what I saw with Tebow. And then, you know, when you have that environment, goalkeepers pushing each other, these guys work. You know, they work every day, do their gym, whatever they need to do to make sure they're ready for every single game. And that's why they're playing 40, 50, 60 games a year. And it's that drive mentally that I saw. And again, that was the best part I took from Chelsea, seeing these guys, top players, animals, every day, boom, push, Mentality. push, push. We push every day, every five aside, every 10v10 in training. It's not... Oh, five nil one team. It's nil nil. It's one one two oh, one. Losing's a problem, isn't Losing's it? Losing's a problem because yeah. you know it's like you know yeah. you've got freaking Zlatan or Terry ripping your new one if you don't, and that that's the sort of environment that that it's in. So it's just seeing T boy every day. Honestly, we have you know still a really good friendship today. And nothing but respect for the guy, top top goalkeeper, good guy, and just putting the work every single day. Yeah, because you were you were uh, Milan on loan, weren't you? Mm. So again, you were there. So was um, Zlatan there? Yeah, when you were there. Yeah, what's he? I've got to ask. What's he like as a as a guy? The big what's dog. what's he on. like Honestly. as a guy? I've got to ask. Again, you know, I'm there. It's, it's January, and I'm looking to, to go and play. Like again, I'm, you know, was, that's always the thing. I, was, I wasn't gonna, you know, I wasn't getting a sniff for Bournemouth. I was out. Um, 
they wanted to what's a loan move by the way i so remember seeing yeah. <laughs> i remember seeing this come up right azamir begovic joins ac milan i'm thinking that is oh, oh my god that is like the dream surely right. so obviously bournemouth moved in a completely different direction yeah. a few of us on the out so if football goes business fine yeah. no problem so i'm sitting there yeah and i get a phone call one day and it's <laughs> it's, it's like a thursday in ac milan and you know you're going to be speaking to paolo maldini in a few minutes so I've got Palama, the Sony Red Bull band, and Ricky Massaro on the phone <laughs> on a Thursday. Like, they're the sort of three running football operations. And, yeah, listen, um, we have the youngest squad in the league. We need to bring in experience. We need to bring in leaders to push, show the way. Uh, we're going to bring in three or four top top players of that caliber, of that sort of profile. And you're one of them. And I'm like, yep. no, no problem. Yep. I'll be there. So I was on a flight on, like, Sunday morning. No idea what I was signing. I have no idea how like, the contract was. I'm there doing medicals. Said to the agent, just whatever, tell me what I need to Go sign up, whatever. I don't care about percentages, whatever. And that, that was it. And it was myself, Zlatan, and Simon Kier, oh. top player. So I, I go there and sign. First morning, I usually like to get in early at the training ground. And there I'm in, just having breakfast, like 9 o'clock in the morning. And who walks in? Of course, Zlatan. And we, we talk in Bosnian. Obviously, he's from Bosnian descent and family, so we can speak the same oh, language. Nice. Yeah, okay. And say, hey, brother, hey, brate, how are you? All that kind of stuff. So he sits next to me, and first thing he says, you remember when I scored against you, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and this is a preseason game where, like, in Charlotte, no Chelsea, PSG. And I said to him, oh, of course, I remember. Get out of here. So this guy never, never takes a day off. Um, remembers every detail, pushes everyone. Again, Fuzzy, 38, 39, it was the time. Absolute machine. Ugh. Pushed in training. You so much as misplaced a five-yard pass. Like, you would know about it. You know, you would know, but it would kill you instantly. And that sort of behavior every day, intensity. You look at Peps now. That guy, they're beating us 3-0 the other Goodison. Yeah. And he's still shouting for every decision. Players misplaced. He's getting angry. It's that sort of intensity, energy, boom, you need it every day. And Zlatan was was top of that. No, I mean, again, people would tell him, listen, you're 38. Like, calm. Take a day off. No, no. And it's kind of to his, to his detriment because he's blown his body up yeah. doing it. But he was just an absolute machine. He doesn't seem like he's slowing down, does he? No, he doesn't. Like he did his, he did his cruise ship, didn't yeah. he? That year, came as back well. in six but months. Came back in six months. Good to wow. go again. Looked a million dollars. Always looks a million dollars, don't he? Machine, absolute machine. You see him in the gym, doing his kickboxing, and I love this also, talk. This is like this is again. This is the bit that people don't get to see behind the scenes. The the training bit is what transfers to the pitch on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. If you have got a few of them leaders, like you'd be the same though. You're yeah. guarantee you in a five side. You're getting after people, oh, man, aren't absolutely. you? Come on, get back. Shut oh, up, I'm killing. Tackle. All that kind of stuff. Every player, the coach, so much he gives a bad decision. I'm on the coach, like on the coach's refereeing, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like it's to win. Like we're there to win every day after we shake hands, we hug each other and we go, you know, next day. So that's nah, just sort of my so we, we were gonna them. talk managers, Ben. Sorry. Pul- I want to talk Pulis. Like, TP. We, we both yeah. we both played under Tony yeah. Pulis. I, I just put it out there. I love the guy. I do. Yeah. I absolutely love the guy. I love playing for him. I knew exactly what I had to do. Kick it as far as I could, basically. Uh, what are your what are your recollections of TP? Yeah, just a great, great football man. Um, again, that was a time at Pompey. I was just coming through in the Premier League, and um, Pompey had to sell, and I have a couple options. And yeah, Tony Pulis got on the phone, and one of his assistants actually was my youth team coach at Pompey. So it was an easy, easy decision, and yeah, he gave me the opportunity to really establish myself. Yeah, and I couldn't be more thankful to him, and just a really good solid man yeah. you know like got us ready to play of course we had our certain style we For absolutely sure. made it work you know and but again what he what he always said was characters before players yeah true that is the biggest you know, thing you, you had a you had, yeah. what a group of dressing room like we at stoke should have not achieved what we did for sure let's be honest yeah. if you were to look on paper but what he brought was together certain players he brought in three or four young players at the time. They obviously built around. Uh, it was myself, Ryan Shawcross, Robert Huth, um, and Crouchy came in, and Stephen and Zonzi came. So it is spine of the team. But around that, just unbelievable people, like players who would just give anything for you and everything. And we had that togetherness that just, you know, Cup Finals, Europa League, still getting... I mean, ridiculous. Think, that's yeah, I don't know that's how, the Tony Pulis team, isn't yeah. it, right? Yeah. Asmo Begovic in goal. I just saw height. Pete, I just think height, Pete, height, Pete, height, height, height front. <laughs> What's then, happening here? Defending <laughs> defensive set plays. It was the best place to be. And I love coming for crosses. Go on, lads. Yeah. And I love coming. I don't need to. I've got Crouchy in the front post, right? We need to get it over his head. You Robert Hooth. Robert Hooth behind. Oh, I'm shot so cross, good. you know. And then 
If he wasn't Crouch, it's freaking Kenwin Jones. Oh, oh mate. Kenwin Jones is a beast. Mate. I don't oh think I came God. for a corner for like two years. <laughs> 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 this is the dream, though. This is why. It's, oh, it's beautiful. This is sometimes why the, the, just, mm-hmm. you find yourself in teams and you think this is just the perfect fit. Like the ball would come back to you as a goalie and TP would be going, what, no, defenders, go away, get away as far as you can, all right? And he would be saying to you, yeah. kick it, son, kick it, son. And you yeah. knew exactly what you had to do. There were no grey areas. Kick it, son. There were no grey areas. Oh, it was it. so black and white. Hey, it mate, was awesome. it was so funny, though. Like, you look at like when you're at like, West Brom, your back four was like six foot four, left back. Oh, six yeah. foot four, yeah. right back. Six foot five, centre back. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, I think we had Robert Huth playing left back at some point. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. Happened. It worked. It will work though. Yeah, you're not yeah. playing with like fullbacks. They don't do that. You're a defender, mate. <laughs> exactly. Defend it. That's exactly. It. You don't need to go. Oh, up. You don't need to overlap. That's the highlight of my year. Was listening to Asmir before we did a, do a Tony Pulis impression. Was yeah. like kick it, son. Kick it, like, son. <laughs> yeah, no, just crouch it. Get on the angle. Um, <laughs> absolutely, yeah, I loved it. But it was, it worked. Wait, it worked. You, you, you must have done some Tony Pulis pre-seasons then. Oh, Talk to me about Austria, mate. Yeah, I guarantee you went to the same place. Yeah, Ho- the mountains. Hotel Schloss Pischlein, it was called. Oh, the was same called? hotel. No air conditioning, it was awful. The, it was the same oh, hotel. He went there. I went there with Stoke with him when I was 20 years old. And then I went with him with West Brom when I was 34 years old. The same place, the same schedule, the same everything it was. To be fair, was. you didn't mind it because the cycling. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't do the running was, part. I yeah, was just cycling every yeah. day. I loved oh, it. I absolutely man. buzzed off it. Every day, quarter to seven, yeah. phone rings. This is your wake-up call. And uh, made me at 7 o'clock in reception. And one day it's running. So you're running. Yeah, you do, yeah. do run through the hills. And then literally it's get to the bottom of this hill. And you're looking up. And it's just sprints, oh, no. sprints up to oh, uh, no. I, don't, I don't even know how many meters. Honestly, guys. I, <laughs> it's rank. Well, you know, I don't mind running. But it, it was it was absolutely brutal. Um, the next day it's cycling. So you get on the bikes, 7 a.m. And then the same hills on the bike. <laughs> but that, that's the thing. Again, we had that spirit where... Just work. He he oh, he garners that spirit. Though. He, honestly, he, he, he makes it. He makes it a spirit. You're knackered at seven o'clock in the morning. Your morale is so low. Yeah, honestly, everybody by by like the fifth day, you're so low. I, I feel like I'm a tour de France. Like what's happening? And I, I could never imagine doing it for more than five days. But that's what they do. But again, the camaraderie was brilliant because even lads who weren't good at cycling or couldn't change the gears, whatever was going on, they just put it on their shoulder. Yeah, and they run it. Run like, up. There's no questions asked. We just did it. It was the culture. Yeah. You did it. Dead in the morning, uh, 11 o'clock gym. Yeah. 11, so you have breakfast and gym at 11 o'clock, lunch. And then they give you a football session at 5 o'clock. Yeah, a token football session. Can't even move. I can't. I'm not sure what you want from me. I can't move. I can't move. So just catch a few volleys and hope for the best. He used to say to us, he used to say, lads, like we'd literally land at the hotel and go, lads, Forget about your life for this next week, all right? <laughs> Forget about your life. Your life isn't important this week, all right? You're going to be tired. He says, I don't even want you walking around the hotel. No. He says, I want you to train, sleep. <laughs> train, sleep, train, sleep, and we'll do the same thing tomorrow. What? So don't even think about your One life. One thing I've always wanted to ask um, with Tony Pulis is, because you hear stories of Capello, obviously, he was, you were deeply unhappy that he took away the ketchup and, and so on and so forth. What was like Tony Pulis's nutrition like? Was it quite traditional? In terms of like football terms, oh, he, I don't really That's think he, he didn't. Yeah, he wasn't too normal. fussed on that, really, was yeah. he? Wasn't too fussed. No, no you'd always yeah. nutrition eat eat well and stay good hotels and stuff like that. So he was never fussed about that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, no, he was good. He was good. Honestly, like took care of the lads. Really, like I said, brought just a good group. Yeah, you know those those years of Stoke, we just had great guys, and you're still friends with those guys today. Yeah, for you know, sure. So yeah. was, that was to him. It's, that's what I learned. It was character before player yeah, so sure. I've got a question then so obviously we've talked about Tony Pulis looking at different styles of manager how would you because you worked under Eddie Howe so what was Eddie like in comparison not comparison directly to Tony but what was Eddie like on a day to day basis yeah again I mean just all those managers like I always find it difficult to say who was better or worse because they're in their own right doing the things at the highest level they've achieved so many good things so they just do things differently again one common thing under all these top managers, one is the physical side. So Bournemouth, again, preseason, training in a week, like it was tough, physically tough. It was on the field, in the gym. Like he would push you to the yeah. absolute – Antonio Conte. A week with him in Austria was, was, was absolutely brutal. So they always push you physically. So they're all common denominator. If, if you're not fit, Sean Dice, same. Yeah. If you're not fit, 
You don't have a chance. Did Conte do double sessions through the season? No, 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 no. Pochettino. No. I've heard Pochettino, yeah, Pochettino. does that. No, Chelsea got boshed, senior players. Yeah, that does get boshed. <laughs> we, had to, we had to adjust that, but it was just long, one long session. Um, and Jim was sort of incorporated in the outside. But yeah, that was that wouldn't have worked, the double sessions. But um, again, coming on the physical side, pushed you to the max. Yeah. All of them, Eddie was absolutely hot on it. Like, you know, it was, we're not fit. We're like AFC Bournemouth fit. You know, this this was a different level. Because if you have that baseline, that should, you know, pay you back over a season. To be fair, like you, the, Bournemouth, the way the Bournemouth played as well, like I remember when tempo. they first got, yeah, but as soon as the ball got, went out of play, when, they, when Bournemouth got promoted, as soon as the ball went out of play, it was back in play. Man. Yeah, there was, was a conscious no, thing with yeah. the ball boys, oh, wasn't it? They're training it with the so ball boys. They massive. would score so many goals Everything. by catching players off guard. That I saw, we had a, we had a stat, um, we had a stat last year at Watford, that we, Watford were the worst, when the ball went out of play, yeah, we covered the least distance when the ball was out of play. So basically, as soon as that ball went out of play, all the Watford players would go, oh, and breathe. Yeah. And they would switch off. Yeah. They would switch off. And they were bottom of the league table. And there's no reason why we were bottom of the league. That's no surprise, sorry. We were bottom of the league table in the actual league as well. Because they're the moments where it, you've got to get back into position. You know what I mean? It's, it's, the ball's out of play for sure, but it's not rest. You don't get to just switch off for a minute. And that's what Bournemouth worked on so well. Corners, throw-ins, everything was just, oh my God, lads, switch the heck <laughs> on, would you? And you would score so many goals just by catching teams off guard. Yeah, it was called the six-second rule. Six-second okay, ball that. had to be in play. As soon as it went out, boom. Yeah, yeah it had to be in place. So just try and grab the ball and boom, off you went. Because that's the thing. Teams are unorganized that time. Yeah. So you can... You can one keep possession, but you can potentially get an attack off and actually catch team off guard. That's so. why now I think yeah. the the fitness levels in football are, are higher than they've ever been, mm. higher than they've ever been. But not just like distance covered; it will be high intensity distances, those quick runs to get back in as soon as you can. The top teams now, that's like that's just a given. You have to have that now. You have so, to. Have so it. Here's a question for you. if the fitness is higher than it's ever been, and I don't doubt that for a second. What's the uh, the counter argument? Is that there is a potential burnout? So. There's been, it's been kind of thrown at Harry Kane over the years that, that come England time, or all of the England players, they look tired yeah. because of the intensity of the Premier League. Do you think that players in pre-season should take it almost like an extended period of, of pure rest and so not even almost ticking over? Ooh. Yeah, well, I think there's there's a couple of things, but I don't know what you think. There's a couple of issues in football, especially the top-level lads. Like, you know, like I don't play internationally anymore, so I get a, I get a chance to take a breath. But when you're playing that international club football... European, European football yeah and then like in your contract you get 21 days off it says you have to have the 21 days nah. it's not enough so when a Harry Kane plays 11 months of the year or wh- whoever and like finishes the beginning of July yeah. you have to give more time off now what that will mean is you probably won't be ready for the first couple of games of the season yeah, you always on catch up so, always on catch up so they're, they're, that's a huge thing that's a huge thing and I think obviously lads no one the games are not going to be cut Anytime soon. No. We know that. Well, they're going to just add more and more. Just, yeah. They are. They're going to add more so and more. So I think there has to be a level of management because if you don't, you're never going to get the rest to recover from such a long season. And then not only that, but then get ready to go again because all you're doing is just maintaining basically. Yeah. And that's what happens, and that's when the guys get injured. The, the, the problem is as well for these top players; they're, they're, most of them are at top teams, and it's the travel as well. The mm. games. Don't get me wrong; you're playing some. Some of the top lads are playing sixty games a season, but the travel that you're doing in between that, oh, it's just it, you, like I said. We we were talking about driving earlier. How much driving takes out of you, doesn't it, to to wherever you might need to go if you're in the mm. car for two hours? It just absolutely zonks travel. you. Well, this is what surprises me. I understand there's the commercial element with football clubs, but. In pre-season, you know, globetrotting to Australasia, Asia, North America, and I know that they cl- fight you fight first class, but it tiring. Oh, it mate, is tiring. It Just travelling is tiring, yeah. isn't yeah, it? For sure, and yeah. time zone switching. It takes some adjustment, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, they'll say the only time will tell, but that's, there's no surprise some of these big players getting these big injuries. Yeah, I, I found it interesting that that you're probably last. Year eighteen months at Watford, you were. Was it probably fair to say you had a lot of niggles? Yeah, niggles, and you were yeah. kind of, you know, partly age and yeah, throwing yourself around age, a lot. For sure, but you had a lot of niggles, and yeah. then you had like eight nine months of being retired, mm-hmm. and then came back to Wrexham. It was almost like your body had a hard reset because since you've come back, unless you told me otherwise, you seem to be. A lot fitter. Fit as a fiddle. Oh, yeah. Nine months off, mate, to actually rest your body as mate. That would oh be my nice. That God. would be nice. Honestly. That would be nice. Like, say that you, what's, a, what's the biggest pre-season <laughs> off you've ever had? What, two months, six weeks? Oh, yeah. Ma- maximum six weeks. Yeah. Maximum. Oh, but like I said, when you're playing, doing the international stuff, like the England lads, Jordan was talking to the other, he got picked in the England squad. They've got a game on 19th of June. Oh, come on. 
Have they? 19th of June. I, I, I'm telling Pathetic, you. isn't it? 19th, and then, you know, you've got to think about it. You've got to be back in pre-season. Normally, normally 5th of July. Beginning, beginning of July. Both of 5th of July will be, won't it? So even if he gets another week, he's, again, playing catch-up all the time. You know, this is the thing. You never get a... Because the body just needs rest. So you're not getting the rest, and they never can never rest, recover, and then build again. And, and what about your mind? How important is mind? it for you to go on holiday with your family, to hang out with mates? How important is that after a long season? Massive. Oh, Massive. Yeah. You know, the tank's empty on all sorts, physical, mental, spiritual, all that kind of stuff, family. You need to replenish the tank. And those are the guys that feel bad for them. People like give you know some outfit players, Harry Maguire, hard time but the guy's been playing three years consistently yeah literally you know, consistently yeah. he's always in the English you know what I mean like it's it's not it's not possible Van Dyke then got injured you know, those players were doing it and it's just at some point you will reach burnout you will reach the point of like the body's going to break down and then what happens once it breaks down difficult to rebuild and you know what, what happens then you're more injury prone yeah. all this kind and of stuff and rush you back as well if you're and then you're fighting the whole thing all the time and that's the niggles all this kind of stuff happens so what's next for Azamir Begovic 35 years old contracts up in the summer yep. um, any thoughts on like do you want to carry on playing 100% 100% no, no I still I mean been really blessed physically feel fantastic no injuries nothing whatsoever trained played all year uh, feel in a great yeah great spot physically Yeah. so Looking forward to see what the future has to bring. See what the opportunities. What I comes want to up. see you back on the pitch, mate. I do. Yeah. I want to see you yeah, back. Yeah, I'd pitch. love to. Again, again, I reference Joe because it was so recent that you spoke to him again. Yeah. I, I know that in my stage of now of my life and career, I'm not number one anymore. Yeah. You know, my my family, my kids. It's important that I see them. You know, I've not seen them much over the last three, four years because of travel yeah, schedules. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. how demanding it is, and Milan and Everton and and Bournemouth. That year in the Championship, we played 46 games in a condensed season. So again. You yeah we you you Saturday, went up there. Wednesday, Do you Saturday, remember Wednesday Saturday Wednesday I don't know where I was yeah. Do you know where I was sleeping like it was just mad <laughs> honestly isn't it It was relentless so I haven't seen him so I know that that I want to try and fit some stuff in but at the same time yeah physically I got to keep training keep playing keep getting contracts keep pushing myself because I still have that drive yeah you know I still have that drive I'm right you have as well that mate. drive every day because you know what's like we talked earlier about that work that relentlessness. If you don't have the drive to push yourself every day, every week, and on a rainy day, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, when you're training, then that's when it becomes difficult. And as soon as it becomes a chore, then I can't do it. I think I yeah. had that towards the end of last mm. year. Genuinely, that's that's. But you're not the only one. Um, you know what? Petr Cech said this to me once. Really, you know, because yeah. he retired relatively early. Yeah, right? he did, didn't you know? he? Yeah. And that's kind of when he went in back into training and he was doing stuff. And he said, as the biggest thing I probably regret was not taking three, four months off. Yeah. And just, just saying, and just saying, just wait, just saying, just wait and see. Just saying, I would have rested my body, rested my mind. Yeah. I know he walked into a really good position, so it was kind of difficult for him. Yeah. But he said I would have taken three, four months off, and then he could have carried on playing for sure. I think yeah. he could have yeah. played another five years. I'm telling you, I really could. I really think so. Um, Fantastic. T- talk to me about um, AB1 then, the brand. Yes. But, uh, so AB1, AB1 um, GK. initially yeah. a, a glove company, yeah? yeah, and then sort of branched out from there. Well, listen, it started about four years ago. Um, you know, I've been passionate about goalkeeping, been in this so many years same as you it's been in my family my dad was a goalkeeper so just absolutely love goalkeeping and the opportunity presented itself where I was in a position where I could do something different yeah um and I chose to create my own brand you know I really thought there was there was a gap in the market for it one from a product side of things you rather say glove no other goalkeeper one of one in the world no other goalkeeper has his own brand yeah you know they're obviously all associated to brands endorsed certain brands but we are actually named after myself yeah a and personal I like that personality a person, right, a little. I right. love that yeah. so it's it's my There's name face on, behind it it's my name on the door the face behind it and we saw a gap and we saw let's let's go for it yeah. and so we ended up starting you know the, the, building the range um, we've got really good products which have been well received all over the market and then what we always wanted to do with that we want to become a complete brand so offer the academies where we can you know, use our knowledge we've yep. used in so many years, kind of transfer it down through coaching, through the coaches and the sessions. Um, give goalkeepers, because we know goalkeepers can't train themselves. Kids, you know, you need a coach, you need a specialized coach. The, the thing that I know happens commonly all the time, and it's no one's fault, it's just is what it is. But when you're a goalkeeper at a grassroots team, just go stand in the corner and maybe, you know, a volunteer, a parent, God bless them. Just chuck a ball. Just chuck a ball in, right? Horrible. And you look at the kid. No one loves goalies, eh? It's horrible. And it's they just don't know. Um, It's no one's fault. Like I said, no one's fault. It's just what happens. So if we can, all over UK now, we're all over Europe. If we can provide that regular coaching, and then the camps have been 
fantastic as well during school holidays. So we're now becoming a complete brand where we can offer all these things. And what's the main goal? Open up opportunities for kids. You know, it's something I'm passionate about, um, charity work, whatever, everything I've done. Open up opportunities, get kids out there, get them, you know, have fun, make friends, socialize, that's be healthy, be just fit. Just get outside. Be fit. So that's, yeah. that's the fundamental thing. And then on top of that, if you're enjoying it and doing what you love, we'll add the goalkeeping, we'll add the technical stuff on top of that. Uh, talk to me about some of the goalies that are wearing the AB one. Yeah, a few of the boys. Obviously, Tom Tom Heaton's involved with the yeah, brand. Yeah. Um, you know, Heat's really well. Great guy. Uh, we got Banya Milinkovic-Savic at Torino. Yeah. He represented us at the World Cup. So within three, four period, you know, we're at the Euros. We're at the World Cup. We're going to be at the Women's World Cup. You know, nice. Courtney Brosnan, Sabrina D'Angelo, Sandy McIver. They're going to be hopefully representing us in the World Cup this summer. Fantastic. Um, who else? we got Alex Meyer, Dortmund. Yeah, he yeah. could be champions, potential oh, champions yeah. in the Bundesliga. So... Yeah, it's 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 going well, and you know, doing a lot of stuff back home as well. A lot of Bosnian goalkeepers wearing it, so trying to keep growing it. You know, of course, there's always challenges. We had COVID, we had all this good stuff, which no one. It was a great time to start a company. I tell you what, oh, yeah, um, damn right, bloody yeah. But yeah, you learn, and, and you know what, Ben, I and I have so much respect for you because you know you're you're like a well balanced person. You know, you have your professional side where you play your football and everything else, but I think you have the balance in life where this gives me a bit of balance. And of course, family, football, and this stuff just gives me so much satisfaction to see something on a drawing or come to life. Come to life. I love it, mate. You know, this is amazing. And I see an academy. Oh, one day we're not, we don't have anything. Next day we we launch an academy in Stoke and a month later, there's 20 goalkeepers being trained. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. So... Yeah, it's been a I've, it's been a blast. I love that, mate. I think Fantastic. it's so important to have. I do. I think it's so important to have you. That you 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 can't pigeonhole yourself as a footballer. You shouldn't. You should. Ne- no, no, nobody out there, nobody playing football should pigeonhole themselves as a footballer. You're so much more than football, aren't you? You got to you got to be able to do something else. Look at something else. Learn something else. Yeah. I love what you're doing, mate. It's absolutely top class. We got some quick fires for you, then. Yeah, we've got Thank some you. quick fires. Yeah. Right, um, I'll kick us off, shall I? Come Nothing on, too major. I don't know. No, we'll, nah. it's, it's not the hard-hitting stuff. This is uh, nah, We don't do hard-hitting here, nah. mate. Right, if you could pick one team, mate, past or present, to be on your team in a quiz, who would it be? Oh, that's a good question, that. Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? Um, Connor Cody. Yeah? Yeah. We need to get him on the podcast. Well, we, we, you were talking to him, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, we need to get him on the podcast. Yeah, then. we do. Like he seems Cody. like, but he must be as good a guy as he seems. Yeah, it's cool. yeah. He Great seems guy. like a level-headed man. <laughs> yeah, he does. That's the <laughs> a yeah. really yeah. level-headed Great guy. Could just yeah, all around. Great guy. We've actually got a few at Everton now. We've got a good group. Um, yeah, codes. Good like in the that. quiz then. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I think it's got some decent knowledge. Yeah, good. especially sports knowledge. Like that. Um, what's your bucket list sporting event as a fan? Um, love to go to the Masters. Yes, love that. It's the right yeah. answer, by the way. It's the right. <laughs> it's the right answer. Second, second Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'll yeah. Be. Masters first, though, is the right answer. Yeah. It's the way that it goes. Cheat meal. What's your guilty pleasure? Cheat, cheat meal. Not cheap. Cheat, cheat meal. Yeah. Um, love a good burger. Yep, that'll be mine as well. Yep. That's the right answer. Big dirty burger. Um, the best goalie you've seen up close and personal, the best goalie you've trained with and got to see and just go, Phew. yeah. Oh, I can't answer that. That's... You've, you've, had, you know, no, you've played with some serious GKs, haven't Give you? a couple if you want to. Why don't you choose? Yeah, why don't you choose? <laughs> how, how good is Donnarumma? <laughs> I mean, he is. Unbelievable. Oh, he's a freak. He's an absolute freak. You don't get he's people a, a built man, like him. Man mountain. Yeah, you don't get people built like him that can move like him yeah. and do what he does. That's It's a freak. Like when you see him in the golf, like YouTube, Asma is bigger than you, Ben. Yeah. And we were talking about it recently with, I can't remember, we were saying about taking a penalty. When you see him in the goal. Oh, mate, you, you're losing. Yeah, that cup final, the World Cup final, you knew you knew what was going to happen. I mean, he's eating the ball like it's, it's <laughs> honestly. No, I, 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 he's a man mountain. I'm I'm six six, yeah, two thirty, and I I swear I feel small. I swear I feel it's small. Just, just a man, big guy, man. like big guy, you know, from down that. there. And just when he dives, because the way his technique is fantastic, and he sort of goes forward, yeah, dives forward and just like dives two meters past the post. It's freakish, isn't it? It's, it's incredible, man. Yeah. Honestly, and again, such a great relationship. So I can't, I can't choose. You've got Tebow, you've got Gigi, Jordan. And you know what? Actually, some other ones like need to mention, like, you know, they played a big role in my career, like Dean Kiley. Yeah, yeah, Dana. He yeah. mentored me again when, course, when Colsey. Yeah. So we yeah. had Colsey. Yeah. I mean, I was like, the fit, again, I was lucky. Uh, Dino drive me to training. Oh, we're yeah. on there. We're oh. Nando's. He's from here training. as well. Yeah. Is he? From, uh, from uh, Warwick, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Warwick Next yeah. town down. Yeah. Like, what a legend. You know, he, we, we would go to Nando's. Cozy would beast us during the day. 
and then we you know go and chill out in the evening together and just just hang out and so he was a played a huge part yeah, in my career. Nice, Thomas uh, yeah. Sorensen. We'll to get Dino on. Ben. Yeah, I owe Dino oh. a lot. To be fair, he, uh, like when I went to West Brom and signed for West Brom, he looked after me so well, so so well. I love Dino. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. he was played a huge part in my career at that stage. So I don't know. You choose any of those guys. I can't. Okay. I can't um, do it to him. I, I think we're fair enough with. Um, let's go. Let's stick with Tebow and um, Gigi Donnarumma. Yeah, this, yeah. We'll yeah. we can't. Yeah. We can't pick. Between that's fair enough, two. isn't it? Um, Idol growing up. Oliver Kahn. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Any phobias? No, don't like snakes. But. Yeah, that's standard, isn't it? That's yeah. standard, yeah. Secret talents. I know you've got one. I can speak a few languages. Oh, how many? Um, four fluently. Four, Go on, four and give, a half. give us the four. What, what's the four? Yeah. Bosnian, English, German, Italian, and a little bit of French. Yeah, Show that's off. That's a skill. That's a, that's <laughs> a, that's I lived all over the world, mate, so that's, yeah. that helps. That helps. That's incredible. Oh, um, we barely speak English, can we? <laughs> you speak for yourself, mate. Finally, if you could live a day in the life of anybody else, anybody, think presidents, think movie stars, think anything, anybody, who would that person be? Oh, man. That's a good one. That, that's, that's a good That's a good, that's a good, um, good question. I'd go for Tiger Woods. Oh, just to feel that swing. Oh. Your knees are oh, what shot a life. I, still. Yeah, I've read his books and said, what a life, oh, this guy. Yeah. Tiger. Do you know what, do you know what, colorful. I, do you know what I think I'd do? I'd be... I'd, Go for president. I'd go. Would you? I'd president? Be president. I don't know. I wouldn't. I'm not sure. I, I like I, being president. I, I, only nah, for a day. I just want to find out all the like classified stuff that oh, people area don't. 50. I want to know about. I want <laughs> to know there. about. But you probably have to stuff. sign an NDA. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At least I'd know. At least you know. At least I'd know. Yeah. I'd just so, like, go and ask that question straight away. Yeah. Is, this, is this legit? Yeah. So Tiger was mentioned, and this wasn't one, but it's it's one we have to ask. Who's your fa- who's the greatest sportsman of all time? Sports person of all time. Because I wanted to bring in a question on the podcast, which is the Mount Rushmore, which is four, isn't it? Yeah, but um, yeah. let's just go with the greatest sportsman. I'm putting it out there that Tiger is for me. Oh, my God. Uh, that's that's actually impossible. You can go Michael Jordan, but then I think LeBron James, yeah. Tom Brady. I say he might retire now. Muhammad Ali, yeah. Uh, Michael LeBron, Phelps. yeah. He's not retiring until he plays uh, with his lad. That's the chat. I mentioned it, but yeah. Yeah, I go with Tiger Woods. Listen, I think broke a lot of barriers, didn't he? I'll take a, I'll take a Tiger Woods. Yeah. I don't think you can really argue against it. I don't can think you? you can argue. Yeah, you could, but oh, yeah. yeah, you could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but still, but like, you've got. Point, I listen. What I again with him, he's had his like problems. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think that's. Yeah, and he's come back. And yeah, that still come back of the problems. Oh, that's ridiculous. You know, it? demons, injuries, domestic problems. He's, he's like an imperfect, perfect human. But now he's like their dad as well, isn't he? You see him with so them all, he's like their dad. And that's yeah. the nice bit about it. It's like yeah. it's full circle. You've seen all those TaylorMade videos yeah. with him chatting to like Colin. Yeah, the boys Colin like and showing them yeah. and that. It's class, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. he's... Uh, Brilliant. Um, Azamir Begovic, you are the man. Honestly, thank Top you so much class. for coming down. We really enjoyed that. I hope you guys did it at home thank too. Uh, what a guy, eh? He's, he's like handsome. He's tall. He speaks well. He's fluent in frigging loads of languages. Um, up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast. Oh, up the Fozcast. <laughs> Thanks everybody for watching. We hope you enjoyed the latest episode of the Fozcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify. Up the Fozcast.